had the opportunity to be a unicorn tonight as Adam is flying across the country and Club Russia has a splinter group. Well, kind of. Club Russia's on hiatus and everybody else is going to do a hotel party tonight and I... Oh my gosh. Okay, I don't know why I'm nervous. I know most of these people uh, or have met them, have fucked some of them, but I, like, literally <sighs> have to breathe a little bit because I'm, I'm nervous going without Adam. He is my guardian. He, I know that when he's there, I don't have to do anything I don't fucking want to do. So, tonight I kind of have to find my own voice. i got to stand on my own two-pointy stilettos and be a big girl. He's my big girl voice. But, I mean, that's, that's not really me. I have the tendency to let people do things that they want to do, and I just kind of go along with it. And, well, that's not going to fly tonight. Otherwise, I'm not going to have a good time if I fuck people I don't want to fuck. So, wow, I'm rambling. I ramble when I'm nervous. Shit, I'm here. Hi, I'm Belle. And I'm Adam. And you're listening to Swinging Outside the Lines. We're talking about sex. So we're in the consensual, non-monogamous lifestyle. Swingers. It means we like to fuck other people. A lot of other people. So if you're not comfortable with that, probably not your podcast. Probably not. You should be at least 18 years old. Yes. Preferably in a committed relationship. Eh, you could be a swingle. A swingle? Yeah. I like that. A unicorn or a unicorn? <laughs> We're both at the same time. <laughs> We're not professionals either. This is nope. just our journey. Our real life stories. And we're sharing them with you. So stick around and we hope you enjoy. And no judging. Yeah, no judging. Hey, this is Belle. And this is Adam. Episode 14. Unicorn Delight. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> Why not? You had the opportunity to become a unicorn. And I did. But we hadn't planned to go to this party. Mm-mm. And it kind of became a last minute, hey, I want to go do this thing. And you were on your way out for work. And you hadn't actually been scheduled to work. But because we had decided not to go to this party, or we hadn't really decided we weren't going to go, but I wasn't interested and you weren't interested. So I put us down as a maybe because, you know, maybe we won't have anything else to do that night. You had decided to volunteer to pick up a, a meeting out on the West Coast. So when I got a kick message from Carl that said, hey, checking in to see if you're going to make it tonight. There will be a special surprise mystery guest. I, I just said, Adam's working. I'd have to come alone. LOL. And he said, that would be 100% allowable. Just saying. Of course it would. 
I mean, after all, we know that you're my ticket into a party. Oh my gosh, right. <laughs> so without the dead weight, I mean, of course they wouldn't be. <laughs> Stop. So I was like, ha I didn't think you'd mind. Adam might though. He doesn't like missing out. Winky smiley face. Uh, and he said, well, I mean, I get it. And he goes, well, Jeff is flying solo. So you'd just be evening out the ratio and you know, you're safe with this crew. I said, so who's the surprise guest? Tell me. And then I questioned, I was like, Jeff, because I hadn't heard that name before. So Jeff is a married male who was going to attend this party as a manicorn <laughs> because his wife was also either working or otherwise busy doing something else. Uh, because I had, I didn't know who this was. He sent me the SLS screen name, which I looked up. And immediately I was like, oh, hello, Jeff. He was average height, but had a really nice build. And his wife was, had a really beautiful body. And their profile was chalked full of really professional quality images that showed both of them and really showed off their bodies. And it was just, it, they were very sexy, very classy. So I showed you. That, and that's one of the best things that you can do on a profile on any platform is have right. pictures of both people. That are classy and sexy, classy and sexy, right? Totally. Just do it. Go into your profile. Make sure you have pictures of both. Right. By doesn't, the way, it doesn't need to be R rated. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. Well, so I was immediately intrigued and both interested in Jeff and his wife. And I showed you the profile, but because you were already in your business clothes, heading out the door and kind of grumpy, you, you go through this ritual where you have to go to work. You, all, you travel for work and you kind of get a little bit of the grumps, especially if you're traveling over a weekend or a holiday. Who doesn't? I, I, I don't know. I don't travel for work. I know that when you leave, I'm grumpy to see you go, but that's what you do. And I'm here with the kids, so I have to put on my smiley, happy face, my Stepford wife appearance <laughs> <laughs> and just roll with it. Um, also, I'm I'm an optimist, so I try to keep my spirits up, but... I kind of threw this on you like, oh my gosh, look at this couple. In my brain, I'm thinking in the future, this would be a great couple that you and I would both be equally attracted to, yeah. seeing their bodies and everything. Well, as this was, so this was on a Saturday. Right. And we knew I had to leave for the airport at like one o'clock or two o'clock, something like that. Yes. And I had committed to coaching basketball games and getting stuff done around here and then rushing out the door and our daughter had something here and our youngest had a football thing there and I was overwhelmed and running really really short on time. I was kind of in this selfish trance where I was completely hyper-focused on this experience like getting excited thinking oh my gosh I could do this thing for this new thing. For the first time, I've never been a unicorn at a party before. Yeah. I was like, well, this would be an interesting thing to experience. And as the way of a unicorn, this was probably the safest environment besides our Pacific Northwest friends. Right. This would be the safest environment that right. you could possibly do this in. Right. And I I really like the hosts of this, uh, this get-together. Carl and Ellie are just adorable people. I really like them. And, and I like the parties that they host. I... That doesn't mean I know everybody at the party, though. Right. But I knew that I had people looking out for me there and that I would indeed be safe at this party. To be a unicorn, I thought, 
this is the party to jump on. Right. You, on the other hand, had this energy about you. Um, and it had you've kind of been this way for a while when it came to going to Club Russia parties. You it kind of because we had decided that we liked the social swinger scene, yeah. that we liked making friends with with people first and having a fun flirty time turn into a fucking good time. Well, part of it for me is that we weren't we weren't connecting. So we were yeah, we we definitely were not connecting with people. We would walk in and almost be courted immediately by a couple that wants to fuck us. Well, and the more we have experienced the social side of swinging, the more attractive that becomes. Correct. We don't want to just show up and fuck for the sake of fucking. We want to connect with the other couple, not on a polyamorous uh, level. You and I, this is the relationship, you and me. Right. And we're not inviting other people to be a part of our relationship on a romantic level. We are inviting other people to be a part of our lives as friends yeah. with benefits. If that's where the friendship goes. Part of the problem that we've been having in our vanilla lives is the vanilla people that we initially surrounded ourselves with when we so moved here. Boring. <laughs> it becomes boring. It it, it's the same thing. It's a gathering with alcohol, standing around, doing nothing, and... Shouting over the top of each other as you're drunk. We have just gotten to the point where there's so much more fun and stimulating information for people <laughs> out there. Right. That even if we're not playing with them, the sexiness, the mood, the flirting... The sexual games that can be played at parties. Okay, so I'm going to say that the reason why those vanilla parties aren't fun is because everybody's holding back what they really think and feel because it's not socially acceptable to discuss, well, she's got a really nice ass, actually. Yeah. It's not polite society to say exactly what you're feeling. And what we've experienced with our swinger friends is that you can say whatever the fuck is on your mind. And they accept that and they they honor your experience by sharing their experience and connecting and saying, oh my gosh, that's my reality too. I feel the same way. And because you can talk about sex, because you can talk about sexuality, it's just so much more open and honest. Yeah. It's genuine. And I just love that. I love connecting with people on a real carnal level. That doesn't necessarily have to do with sex. Right. It's just basic humanity. So Allow. part of my problem at Club Russia is A, the, the pairing off almost immediately and not yeah. social gathering. It's like marking your territory by cornering, cornering a couple. <laughs> this the, is who I want to fuck. <laughs> the second part of, of the problem that I've kind of been having is nobody was playing games. There wasn't a lot of socializing and then the night would just drag on late, well, late, late into the night until so, people decided to start to play. To their credit, they did try to play that one game that went very badly for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say. <laughs> yeah, the, there's that body shot one. <laughs> so, I mean, Still is that what you want, that. really? Parties like that, they need something to get couples to know each other. And to open up the conversation. Okay, I agree with you there. It would be nice to get to know the whole room. I really try to 
kind of surf the crowd and introduce myself and get to know people. But other couples will almost not do any of that. They will, they will single out a couple. They will just talk to them. It's like, they, they're like, this is who I'm attracted to. This is who I want to fuck tonight. And I heard something from a fella that's coming up later in this episode that turned me on so badly that there was literally no way we weren't going to fuck. So let's get back to the story. Okay. All right. So in the beginning of this episode, the opener was audio of me on my way to this party. And I was so nervous. I literally was like (sighs) pulse uh, rushing. I was pulling out the neck of my sweater because I was nervous, which is one of my anxious tics that I have. And I kept making all these wrong turns. And my body has this innate way of trying to keep me out of danger when I'm like feeling that anxiety that it it happened to me the first time I played solo where I kept making wrong turns, even though I had the GPS going saying, turn right. And you know exactly where this place is. It's like five miles from our house. I've driven past there on a weekly basis for the last six years. (laughs) It's not like I was lost. My body literally just, ah, nope, (laughs) we're not turning here. And it took me a while, but I pulled in. I first made a wrong turn into the parking lot and then I missed every single available space. And then I made a wrong turn out of the parking lot. I ended up hitting this unpaved dirt. It appeared to be a road, but it wasn't. It was just like a little dirt road between our hotel and the hotel next to them. And I turn onto it and immediately my car like bumps down into the potholes and the mud splashing everywhere. I was just like, oh my gosh. So that pops me back out onto the main road. So I turn around, I try again, I get it right this time. But then I am immediately like missing parking spaces again. Like, I don't know what was wrong with me. Like, just fucking park the car. But I'm like shaking right now, just remembering how nervous I was. I park the car and I look next to me and I freeze because the couple getting out of the truck is like not somebody that I would fuck. I mean, I... That seems shallow, but they're not someone that I would consider in my spectrum of fuckable people. Look, for the most part, or for some of the part of this lifestyle, you have to have an attraction. You have to have a connection yeah, with them. It, it's just so a thing. If you just because they're not your cup of tea doesn't mean that they're gorgeous to somebody not else. Somebody's cup of tea. Right, right. But I was feeling like a shallow bitch <laughs> <laughs> because I was nervous. I, I like, I wanted to talk to you, but you were in an airplane and couldn't really talk to me. So I pop open my phone and get on the voice app and I record. And are we going to play that? Yeah, we can play that. Okay. Okay, I'm here. I'm just sitting in the parking lot. When I pulled in, there was another couple that pulled in in a big-ass truck, and they were unattractive, and I froze. I was like, fuck, I hope they're going where I'm going. (laughs) That was a super shallow thought, so I sat there and abused myself for a little while for being mean. I don't like to be mean. Everyone's beautiful to someone. They just aren't beautiful to me, but that doesn't mean I have to be mean. So, I have realized I have to walk through the front of this building. Fortunately for me, to duck out of my house without raising suspicions of my almost 16-year-old daughter, 
I wore a oversized sweatshirt over the top of my sexy party top, so I think I fooled her. Don't know if I'll fool adults, but anyway, I gotta go. I gotta do this. It's almost 8 o'clock. I'm about an hour late, only there's no such thing as late to a swingers party unless you show up after the fucking is done, then you're officially late. <laughs> I'm rambling again, and I'm stalling. This is me stalling. I miss Adam really bad. I am, like, really nervous to go in there without him. <sighs> I need my wingman. I need you, Mav. <sighs> okay. I'm freaking out. <sighs> okay. All right. I'm gonna be fine. Stop being a fucking baby. Shit! I forgot my BYOB. Ugh. Okay, someone will help me out there on that. Anyway, I'm really looking forward to um, playing with a certain couple. Um, I was listening to Black and Kinky earlier, and they described them as a swirl couple. I like that chocolate and vanilla swirl. But she's super tiny and petite, and he is super charismatic and fun, and, you know, I just, I love the contrast. Ugh, so intoxicating to me. I don't really seek that out, but I love it when I find it, because it's just, it's really beautiful. It's artistic for me. <laughs> I don't know why I feel so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I confess. I'm nervous. Still stalling. Still sitting in my vehicle. Three minutes later. So, I go into the hotel. I hit the elevator. I go to the wrong freaking floor. I'm literally like, what the hell is wrong with me? Again, it's my body trying to protect me from whatever harm I must sense is going to happen. And by harm, I mean I'm so nervous that uh, my anxiety is saying, danger, something bad is going to happen, which is not always true. But I get to the right place. I realized that I needed you there really badly, which is why I kept like talking to myself via my phone. It was right. like pretending you were there with me. What would I say to you if you were here by my side? I would actually, I probably wouldn't have said any of those things because I wouldn't have been a unicorn that night. Right. Which probably would have put it, me at it ease. It just would have been you and I and. Yeah, it would have been status quo. <laughs> right. But I desperately wanted you there, like in my ear at least, to calm me down and be right. like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be okay. But you weren't available for me in that moment. You always pick the times to go play when I am completely unavailable. Either <laughs> out of the What's freaking the country <laughs> or sitting in a little metal tube at 36,000 feet going 500 miles an hour unable to talk. Well, I mean, you say always. I've had a... Twice. I've had two. <laughs> this is the second time in a row. <laughs> second time ever. My bad. My bad. Okay, so I get to the right room and discard my bag and I take off my outer layers because I had literally left the house in kind of vanilla clothes. I had on my unassuming off-the-shoulder oversized sweater so that I, my teenage daughter wasn't onto me. 
I refer to this sweater as my riding sweater. I think I posted on Twitter once and Patreon. I love this sweater, but um, my daughter doesn't know that that's my like, on the download sex sweater. <laughs> <laughs> so I had that over the top of these black jeggings that just hug my body in all the right ways. You really appreciate this particular pair of pants. And I had on my high heels that are silver and strappy. And underneath that sweater, I had this shirt that is an upside down triangle. And it ties behind my neck and my back with just like pretty thin black ties. I do know the outfit. Right. I love it. I will be wearing it to Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It had the desired effect. It's in the plan, right? It is in the plan. (laughs) Anyway, when I get in... I had forgotten my BYOB, but that's okay because I wasn't planning on drinking because I had driven myself, which I had thought about Ubering. But as we've discussed, I was afraid that if I Ubered over, I would kind of be giving myself permission to get drunk. And I didn't want to be outside of my wits and I needed to protect myself. And I was worried about you driving yourself. Because you're worried I was going to get Because you usually do drink and get tipsy. Right. But not having a driver, I was kind of telling myself, well, this is holding my feet to the fire. This this means I can't really, I can't drink. I can't get drunk. This was uncharted territory. Initially, you going to play, this was my biggest fear. I'm like, actually, trust me. I was prompting you to take the Uber. I even looked to see how much an Uber would be. It's like 13 bucks. No big deal. Not a big deal. But in my brain, I... I don't think I was consciously making the decision to drive myself. Look, we have been exiting a party. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I have a history. I will admit that. (laughs) Three shots later and 20 minutes of riding a guy, (laughs) we ended up out the door. Uh, This was for cause. I had reason. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. I'm a dirty slut. What, are you gonna, what do you want from me? Okay, so that's true. That did happen. Hey, you put a couple shots in me and a really nice naked dick walks past. I'm going to get greedy. I'm going to want it to go on the ride. Moving right along. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, I get in there and discard my bag and take my sweater off. And I'm in my sexy slut attire. And people are buzzing about it. They really like it. You know, all the normal meet everybody that I already know. And then there were some new faces that I hadn't met yet, which was pretty exciting. I was like, hey, I haven't, people I haven't met, yay. And they were young and cute, nice bodies, things like that. Damn it. I know, you really missed out on at least two very sexy ladies there. That's Your okay. fault. Uh, my fault, my fault. That's Sorry. okay. Next time. That's all right. So there was actually a lot of talk in the room about... Um, some drama that had happened with between a couple and we might discuss that later but it it uh, was something I was trying to steer clear of I basically expressed my regret to the woman involved I was like that was really shitty thing of you know your husband to do and I'm I was really sorry about that but other than that I try to like stay stay real clear of that I don't do drama but after making all these casual greetings I was approached by the single male Jeff, who is, as we said, not single, but there as a manicorn. Flying solo. Flying solo. So um, I had recognized him. Not I hadn't seen his face, 
but I had recognized like his jaw and his smile and stuff from his pictures. So I knew who he was when he came up, when he approached me. Uh, we had a really good talk, I thought. We talked for quite some time. I was nervous and not my usual kind of witty, funny self, but I thought it was going well. And then he surprised me. He basically excused himself from the conversation <laughs> and said he didn't want to take off all my time. Well, this is fun. <laughs> I'll like, see ya. <laughs> okay, I terribly misjudged that one. So I decided not to dwell on it. I moved on because there was a, another couple that I had been interested in playing with for some time. Uh, a couple of parties ago, I had gotten in a spank off with him and his wife, which you didn't participate in, but... I watched. And you watched. it was a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> it was pretty fun. I would spank his wife, and then he would spank me. I can't remember if that was before or after Pravada. It was when... before Pravada. Okay, so my ass wasn't sore. Your so. ass wasn't okay. sore. Okay, all right. Mine was. <laughs> but he had this paddle, a flat paddle, and one side was leather, and the other side was like a suede material. And it was kind of a mix between heavenly pleasure and just uh, skin-piercing pain. Good pain. But this couple is Mike and Evie. And I really wanted to play with them in the past, but she's painfully shy. So, and he's like super funny and engaging. Yeah, he's a great guy. And because she's so painfully shy, you didn't really get to connect with her. Mm -mm. So I was more interested in playing with them than you because you like an really outgoing type A flirt come at you yeah. kind of woman. So you can you tend to pass up shy people, uh which you know, I can be painfully shy sometimes. Well, not not always. I mean, you can be shy and sexy and give looks and kind of pierce me with your eyes. Right. It seems like she had just avoided me altogether. Yeah, she did seem to to avoid eye contact, to avoid contact in general with you. But as I have found out, she was absolutely interested in playing with you. She oh. just, her shyness really... It's good to know. Really got the best of like, her. Like Vanessa in Portland. Was at, super shy at, at first. Sassy's was super shy. But, oh my gosh, you take her out of her shell and... Right. So you can't just write people off for being shy or you might miss something really freaking awesome. But yeah. given her space to come out of her shell, she was she was a lot more engaging with me at this party. Huh. Um, she is just itty bitty. Like she's shorter. Like four foot 11. Yeah, type. she's not even five feet tall. She's got this little short blonde bob haircut. And she just looked up at me really shyly and said, you're so tall. <laughs> <laughs> you had heels on, which means... I did have heels on. You are at least... Six foot, six foot one. Maybe even taller, depending on the heels. I I think I was wearing my tallest pair. So I was pretty damn tall. I was just as tall as her husband, who was probably six one or six two. So, so. she probably could have motorboated you right there. <laughs> she was actually shorter than my breast. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> She's just an itty-bitty thing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but she has a darling smile. She's got these, you know, I, I couldn't really tell what color her eyes were because since she's shy, she looks down a lot. But I would say they're probably hazel or blue. But you could look down and be like, girl, your roots are on point. <laughs> <laughs> you just got that hair foiled, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're yeah. tall. She's short. She thinks you're tall. Okay, got it. Let's yeah, move yeah. On. <laughs> so we kind of 
chit-chatted and flirted for a while. One of the things I really love about this couple is uh, they're a swirl couple. I'm using swirl from, uh, is it black and kinky? I think that's the word they use. And I mean, she's, she is my same shade of pasty white. And he has this really gorgeous, um, not kind of a medium dark skin. And his hair is kind of a milk chocolate brown color, but it's got these tight little curls and his eyes are green. And I, I want to say he said that he was actually Irish, but it looks like if I imagine his parents, one of them is a beautiful black person. And the other one is this green eyed Irish person and together they made a gorgeous swirl baby. And uh, I just have been drawn to his eyes from the very first time I met them. And then his personality is gets you in my pants every time. Right. Right. So I jump up on the couch when a cool song comes on and start dancing and kind of outstretched my arm and gave him the come hither finger. And he, he needed no further cue. He just came right up we danced. I kind of moved him around so that he could sit down on the couch. And then I stepped over the top of him and, you know, did a little dance in his face and then sat myself down in his lap. And we had kind of a sexy little lap dance there for a little while. And his wife danced past just out of my arm's reach. Like I tried to grab her pants pocket and pull her in and just missed her. But uh, he's like, babe, come here. So she came over and started dancing with us. And then we moved to the edge of the couch and like everybody stood up and we started taking clothes off and, and dancing and touching bodies and things. And I kind of realized that there was like a little disconnect going on for a second because I kept like making eyes at him and he'd like kiss on my neck or my shoulder and she'd like touch my breast or kiss me somewhere else. And there was no kissing going on between the two of them. Nothing, no kissing at all. And I was like, someone's up. So I asked him, I was like, okay, what are you guys' boundaries? And that's when they let me know that I couldn't kiss him, but her and I could kiss. And, uh, buzzkill. I love kissing. I really like kissing. And while I like kissing women, I love kissing men. Yeah. It is like so charging for me. So I was just disconnected from the situation almost immediately, which you know me. It was going to be, it was going to be fun, but I wasn't going to be super amped in the situation. Yeah. We've dealt with this before and I just, (sighs) I love kissing so much and get that energy feed off of the woman. If I hear no kissing again, I'm just like, I'm sorry. That's not going to work out between us. (laughs) You, you have your rules. Right. I have my rules and I love kissing. So I'm going to pass. I really wanted to kiss, but... How many people were at this party? Um, probably 20 to 24 people. Okay, so you had options, but you just really wanted to play with him. Well, right? okay, so at this point, uh, most of the people I would have been interested in playing with were already playing. And plus, there were other things that we could do to play, but that didn't have anything to do with kissing. It's just that kissing is what gets me really into fucking so there's no make out between i mean there's like body kissing and he sits down on the couch i I asked her and him can i give you a blowjob and he was like yeah 
So I go down to give him a blowjob and you know how they say that there's growers and showers? Yep. He was a grower. You know, those little like vacuum packed (laughs) t-shirts or toys, (laughs) (laughs) like in this little tiny egg (laughs) and you add water (laughs) and bam, (laughs) that boy grew and grew and grew. And I was like, oh, (laughs) and I just really... Like I kept feeling his dick on the on my teeth, and I was like, "Oh, this is terrible." Adam would call this a toothy blowjob, so I I like come up and I'm like, "I'm really sorry. I hope I'm not getting you with my teeth." And he's like, "Oh, I I didn't feel any teeth." I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me!" It was like freaking chewing on your dick, because <laughs> fucking baby arm in my mouth. <laughs> I was, you know how much I love to suck on a dick from when it's soft to when it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. it's really fucking hard all of a sudden i'm like i can't breathe i was like you know normally when i give a guy a blowjob i can like breathe when i come up i can breathe because <laughs> it's like hard to breathe through my nose and everything mm-hmm. i was suffocating on this dude's dick i was like okay okay this can be sexy it wasn't sexy. Uh, it was so distracting. I'm just thinking in my head, holy shit, this is too much dick for me. But, you know, bravo, good on him, right? Right. Yeah, it was amazing. It was a magical growing experience. I've never seen that. He said it was great, but then he confesses. He's like, hey, I've actually always wanted to see Evie, uh, like, have a woman eat her out while I fuck the other woman from behind. And I was game. I was like, okay, let's do that. So she laid down on the couch and I knelt down on the floor and put my face between her legs and he like slid my panties off from behind me and untied my shirt. And um, I just went for it. I went all in. I was, and she had a very cute little pussy. It was uh, very tucked in. Everything was just very, it was really pretty. I don't know how to describe it. After a while, uh, I mean, when he started fucking me from behind, that it was a lot. I was like, oh, geez. More lube, please. I was like, use all the lube. Tons of lube. <laughs> Almost too late because condoms and no lube are very grabby for me. And it's very easy to like rough me up. Yeah. And you know how that I'm sensitive and all that kind of stuff. My Like my skin is legit sensitive to things. So I, I didn't last very long in that position. I was having a really good time. It felt really good. But I have to say my personal preference for... Th- but from behind is actually a smaller penis. It, a smaller penis than a baby arm just feels better for my particular layout. So I suggest that we switch places so that he can fuck Evie from behind while she's going down on me. So we did that. Um, that was super fun. And then I spoke up and I said, you know what? I've actually always wanted to try. Wait, um, real quick. Are these pictures going on Patreon? I don't know. I'm still, I still have to get permission from Mike and Evie to post those pictures. Okay. So definite maybe. Definite maybe. <laughs> Be a little bit of anticipation until they give permission. So he liked that I, the idea of us doing 69 and him being able to, because condoms were kind of making it harder for him to, to stay hard. And I was like, well, it That's makes sense for you to yeah. keep fucking your wife so that you can stay hard and not have to use condom. So I got on bottom. And she got on top of me, 
69 and I started, you know, sucking on her clit and licking her pussy. And then he started to fuck her and then he would pull out and he would fuck my face. This was really fun, except that his dick was too big at that angle to get in my mouth. So it's like this really awkward, like, uh, 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 I can't reach. I cannot like bend my face into a manner that allows him to put his dick in my mouth at a comfortable angle. So I just feel like I'm biting his penis. Like it just, there was this disconnect in my brain. (laughs) He obviously thought it was pretty damn hot. He was like, fuck, this is so hot. Yeah. But you know, the chatter in my brain is always disruptive to the sexual experience (sighs) and it's going a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. And I'm really enjoying eating her pussy, but I'm not enjoying the face fuck because right. it was just too much dick for my mouth. I think she, I like just really went to work on her pussy. We both made her come like champs. It was really amazing to watch his dick go in and out of her pussy and uh, at such close proximity. It was really, really hot to watch that. But again, my brain, every time he put his dick in my mouth is going, I, this is not, I, I'm terrible at this. I suck. Yeah. I'm just, it's all teeth. So she came. I was relieved. <laughs> it's fun to do 69 with someone that that's, is that small because she's, she's so light. Right. I mean, it was like, I could just, I could grab her hips. I could move her up and down. So, it was. So now you understand. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's fun to be stronger than the person that you're, you know, that is on top of you. So you can kind of, uh, move them <laughs> where you want to go. So after she comes, we all kind of break because he wants to fuck me. And I, I get up to grab some latex-free condoms and a bunch of lube. And I have condoms and lube in my hand and I'm naked. And he's sitting on the couch stroking himself. And I turn around and there is Andy and Rachel, like, approaching me to say, Hi, Belle. And I'm like, Hi. Hey, and they're both dressed. They had been playing, but then they had both got dressed. And I thought that they were leaving and they had to come up to say hi. And so since I thought they were leaving. Because normally they just hang out in lingerie or whatever. Or or yeah. naked, right? So because I thought they were leaving, I took a moment to give them each hugs and say, hey, hi, how's it going? Adam's not here. Good to see you guys. And then I was like, uh, I'm gonna, I was gonna, on my way to, um, uh, that dick hmm. right there is reserved. (laughs) It's waiting for me. (laughs) And it was just a little awkward. Look, the ride is about to begin and I don't want to miss it. So my movie starts in 30 seconds. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. It was just a, it was just kind of a weird moment. Plus when we played with them at a previous party. It was it was one of those DTF situations yeah. where I was I was down for it, but you weren't. Like you didn't really have a chance to get engaged into the situation. Yeah, I'm it just... was more of a physical attraction for me. It wasn't a personality thing, so I really didn't know them. And when they asked if we wanted to go fuck, I was like, sure. And yeah. you were like, wait, what? So I'm we kind were, of a diva like that, I guess. Yeah, we were just kind of disconnected from that whole play session. And, I mean, I didn't come. He didn't come. It was just a little bit of a, me- a hot mess in I that situation. <laughs> you, Yeah, you didn't come either. I think she was the only one who came. That little interaction was a little bit awkward. 
Yeah. I felt bad. I didn't really know what to do. But I excuse myself and step away and try to fuck, I'll get back into fucking Mike. And I think my first thought was, he's sitting on the couch like this. I really want a porn star fuck him like I did Adam in Pravada. And so I straddle his legs and, you know, slide down his dick, but it's not working. I'm like, I have no traction. I have, what's happening? Why is this not working? Well, it's because his legs were straight down. Wait, were they, was he bracing the floor with his feet? No. So he was sitting on the couch and I was sitting in his lap straddling his legs but because his legs weren't 90 degrees to the floor i was sliding down and trying to like keep my position and also ride up and down on his dick yeah bro you gotta you gotta put your feet on the ground and so you can thrust up well you have to provide a platform yeah for me to sit on so that i can hold on to the legs and because i was like trying to brace myself on the couch but the couch was too soft. Okay, this is user error. Uh, it was, it was, I couldn't figure it out either. I'm like, what? what how did, how, round peg, round hole. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send him some uh, instructional videos. <laughs> well, I mean, I could have told him to bend his legs. Yeah. But in this, the moment I was like, oh, the couch is too soft. Because in Portland, the couch was um, like a little settee, like a French settee that was a little bit firmer. Uh, really held its shape and yeah. you didn't squish and sink down into the couch. This was a sectional that was very squishy. So it wasn't working at all. So I try to turn around and straddle him, but he's starting to go soft. He calls Evie over. He's like, come on over. I want to, you know, come kiss me, babe. Cause you know, I'm like looking into his eyes while I'm writing him, but I can't kiss him. And it's kind of like making this disconnect happen yes. between us. So Evie comes over he starts sucking on one of her breasts. I suck on the other. I'm still trying to ride him, but my knees are sliding down in the seam, the cracks of the couch. And it just wasn't fucking working. Ugh. I was so frustrated. So she suggests that he fucks me missionary style with my toy because I had mentioned that I had brought it. I had kind of showed it off a little bit. I was talking to one other lady about the toy. And so we bring the toy out. I lay on the couch Um, he starts to fuck me and he's got the vibrator on my clit and there's like a secret combination that one must use in this situation to get me to come with you. You know exactly how to, to do it. Right. And the secret is pillows, right? Under your back. Pillows under my back. Under the small of your back. So you're kind of up at maybe 10 to 15 degrees. Right. So I'm thrusting in and hitting your top wall, your G-spot. Yeah. While the vibrator is on your clit. Right. So That is the key to Bell's explosive orgasms. Right. So he's got his giant dick fucking my pussy and there's not enough lube to like keep things going. And Lube is key. He's coming all the way out. And penetrating me again and again, which is the air going in and out is drying me out. And uh, it's not, things aren't working. But the vibrator on my clit is like, that's doing its job. I'm holding the vibrator, trying to like get myself to come. I'm like, I just want to come. And I have my eyes closed. And suddenly there is a strange set of lips on my breast. And I'm like, uh, okay. (laughs) Some guy had just decided to jump in 
and join the play, which you know what that does to me. Party foul. Party foul. Yeah. That's a big no-no. That you weren't invited and you weren't in the scene. This you, is, you need to wait till the scene's over. This is not an open orgy. Blanket consent has not been given. We haven't discussed any of that. You didn't ask any you of the stuff. You need to ask. Right. And in the past, I've made that mistake of allowing someone to continue playing with me when they joined, like the Halloween episode where I had the allergic reaction to the smoker. Yeah. This was kind of like that situation, only I did know him. We had had conversations. Um... I hadn't, you know, we hadn't discussed boundaries, but because he jumped into the play, he jumped into my brain, my brain yeah. and it was a, to- a total mind fucking and I couldn't concentrate. Um, I did end up coming with the toy, but I kept worrying. I'm like, how am I going to confront this guy? How am I going to say no? What do I, how do I put myself in a safe situation? Right. So I literally like forced the orgasm really really fast and exit the situation um i go and hide in the bathroom and i start texting you do you have those texts yeah i do it would take freaking forever for us to find those texts (laughs) we text each other a lot but i'm in the bathroom and i start texting you um i think i told you i was hiding in the bathroom yeah you were taking a break i was taking a breath taking a fuck break because they we us three had played for a long time for a pretty long time so from the time that you got there is about when I was departing Boston. You were just leaving when I landed in Seattle. That's an entire transcon of play or was, of general party. Right. And it was a long time. It, it was quite a long time. So, but I played with those three for a long time. Yeah. I talked for a long time. I played for a long time and then I took a break and I just kind of had to like decompress a little bit. But mostly I was avoiding any further contact with that guy. Like I figured if I disappeared, he'd get the point. And I really need to learn how to use my voice and say, no, thank you. But I didn't, you're actually interested in his wife and I'm not interested in him. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to be rude. I didn't think that being rude was necessary in this situation. Right. But I also didn't know in the moment how to handle it. Or how far he would go. Right. I, and he wasn't being aggressive. He should have definitely asked. Well, you don't have to justify him. He should have asked. Right. He if should somebody, have. If somebody is playing, you need to ask for consent. Well, and what you I need to do. You guys mind if I join? What I need to do is just have the guts to say, hey, you know what? I really, you know, I've enjoyed our conversations and things, but if you want to play with me in the future, would you please just ask me before you touch me? I need to have the decency to say that and not worry about what they might say. Because I'm always in my head, well, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You don't have to be confrontational. You don't have to make a scene about it. But I didn't know what to do. So I just left. (laughs) And I went in the bathroom. I took a very long time to just sit in the tub and wash myself off and (laughs) just kind of reset, freshen up, text you. We texted for a little while and then um, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back out. And when I went back out, Jeff was standing right there in the kitchen. And And he's the solo flyer. He's the solo guy. He's standing there in his underwear with a bottle of water in his hand. And he looks at me and he says, I like this outfit, (laughs) which I was naked. And he hadn't seen me since I was fully clothed. So that was, you know, 
you know how I love humor and wit. That was great. I love that. So we start chatting over, you know, bottles of water about just this and that. And he asked me if I was having a good time, things like that. I, he asked me if I, what I was drinking. Um, and I just shook my water bottle at him. Like, this is what I'm, what I'm drinking. And he's like, Oh, me too. He's like, you're not drinking, drinking. He's like, no, cause I drove myself and I not drinking tonight. And he was like, yeah, me neither. But how do you feel about just the tiniest little thing? And I was like, well, that depends. What it, what have you got in mind? So we go over to the drink table where all of the alcohol's at and he pulls out this bottle and he starts like talking about it. Like it's some kind of presentation. <laughs> and you know me, yeah. I know absolutely nothing about alcohol. <laughs> so I'm just like, you have amazing intellect. So dizzying, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I see alcohol. You're pouring something amberish in color in my in my beverage and he's like making me this drink talking about its caramel tones whatever bullshit (laughs) (laughs) and i we cheer as i take one sip and my head draws back and i swear like my freaking tonsils knocked together i was like oh my gosh i was like what is this he's like it's tequila like oh oh wow okay that was the first time I'd ever had tequila. You missed his entire presentation. I like literally was, it was like Charlie Brown's teacher. I picked up Amber and Carmel, <laughs> which would serve me well in the future. Mind you, we'll put a pin in that one though. So as we're chatting, I do assume that he wants to fuck me. And so I give him the whole spiel. I'm like, I'm allergic to, so, you know, latex is a no, no. Um, and, and if you smoke, then this isn't happening. And he just looks at me and he like this completely innocent look and said, I didn't assume we were going to (laughs) fuck. Oh my God. (sighs) (sighs) You, You know what that does to me. Okay. I feel right now <clears throat> I'm in my right soul <laughs> that this is identity theft. <laughs> he reached in and he stole my user's manual on how to operate you. He did. Oh my gosh. There's going to be I am so an investigation. <laughs> I am so turned on right now just thinking about it. You that is have... Gr- that is really, really damn smooth. It was so good. It just is like, insert key, rev engine. <laughs> I was all of a sudden very much into this experience. Because <laughs> I was kind of teetering. I'm like, he seems nice, but you know, he did ditch me in the beginning. I didn't think that he was super interested, but I thought, hell, he's bored. He wants to fuck and I'm not necessarily game. So I'm going to throw out that I'm allergic to these things and maybe it'll, you know, in this conversation. Wrong. Nope. All of a sudden I'm all in. So I reached down and pick up my bag, which I had placed at the foot of the table and grabbed my chapstick. And I am like ridiculous, like. It could be like a TV commercial, like spreading this 
Carmex around my lips in the most sensual way possible. You know me. (laughs) Took my time and then I used my pinky just to trace it into my bottom lip from corner to corner. Just a little extra. (laughs) You know how I do. I hate this guy already. He's so smooth. (laughs) And then I put my purse back down on the floor and I stand up. And uh, he looks at me and says, I'd like to think you put that on to kiss me. (laughs) And I didn't look at him. I gave him the side eye and I said, I might have. I mean, I didn't assume we were going to (laughs) kiss. Fuck. Ah. Uh, what I tell you, I was all in. I'm like, okay, game on. And you pulled out the pro moves and then you fucked. He <laughs> broke out into this ear to ear grin and said, oh, I like you. <laughs> Can't mouse game complete, man. <laughs> and then we just started kissing. <laughs> Our makeout session in the kind of common area turned into like kind of a mad dash passionate kiss kiss touch rub fumble into the bedroom kiss you know lay down make out it was it was very passionate and rushed and like we couldn't get enough of each other and there was lots of flirting and just uh like you said the cat and mouse like he would stop kissing me and he would just smile and then I'd go to kiss him and he'd pull back. And you fucking know what that does to me. This is my user manual <sighs> that he is <sighs> using. I am so good. This belongs to me. That's really good. This is mine. He <sighs> stole it. We're going to have to go fuck because I'm so turned on. I am turned on. Like feeling the butterflies, feeling the rush of hormones, feeling that adrenaline and just uh, my blood is pumping. And I so desperately needed to fuck him. Really desperately. One problem. He had been fucking someone else for that entire hour that I was fucking Mike and Evie. And he was all fucked up. Cue big humongous pouty alligator tears. I was so sad. I was trying everything to get his dick up for me. Karma is a bitch. I know. We went to the beginning of this night when he's like, well, I'll let you go socialize. I know. Big fucking mistake, dude. Right. Big mistake. He had totally confessed that he had only fucked that other lady because he was waiting for me. Because he didn't expect me to just jump in and start playing with people. So when he realized that I was in the middle of playing, he went and found himself someone else to play with. If you play the cat and mouse game, sometimes (laughs) the mouse gets away. Absolutely. That's why Jerry never died in Tom and Jerry. Right. He got away. He gets away every single time. You're the mouse. You got away. (sighs) I'd like to say that we kind of switched roles back and forth through this experience. It's definitely equal toying, which was part of the thrill, is it seemed like we were both on level playing field and just yeah. really <laughs> knew. We just had a lot of chemistry, a lot of sexual chemistry. So he say. had fucked for an hour with somebody else. And had come. And had come. And he was not recharged yet. He was not recharged. And there was some, I would say, some inappropriate questions asked 
um, at this point, like I, I was like, man, I just really want to fuck you. But he wasn't hard. So we couldn't put a condom on because he wasn't hard. So we did a lot of uh, just like rubbing our genitals together. Genitals. He rubbed his dick on my pussy. (laughs) I really enjoy that. Um, Lots of hot dogging where he took his penis and just kind of, you know, slid it up all over my pussy and my clit. And that just really drives me wild. You know how that drives me freaking wild. And there was a moment that I just, I would have fucked him no matter how we had to fuck. And that scared me. I was like, holy shit. I just literally thought, I want to fuck you. I don't care if we have a condom or not. And then in the exact same moment, I was like, oh, what the hell, Belle? You can't, no, uh uh-uh, we're not doing that. So there was like this internal, you know, struggle where my shoulder angels were fighting (laughs) And, and then I had this distinct thought of, I could never do that to Adam. He would be so heartbroken if I did that. Yep. And that's kind of when, um, things changed, like the energy changed a little bit and he like kind of brushed his dick past my slit in a way that I've, I was like, Oh, and then he's like, he's like, Oh, don't worry. I don't want to lose my privileges. And but then he did it again. And I'm like, don't you do that. You will lose your privilege. And he, he was like, even though I just got STD tested two weeks ago. And I was like, even though. I was like, no. Uh-uh. Then it was, it was in my head. I was already starting to um, disengage mentally from the play session. Even though I was super turned on and just really needed a fuck at that moment. Right. Um, he did get hard enough to put the condom on. But I had used the little condom trick where you put a drop of lube into the tip of the condom so that it would feel better for him, hoping that he'd be able to stay hard with the yeah. condom on. But that just actually helped the condom slip off easier. And I was afraid that the condom was coming off. I know that he was worried that the condom was coming off. I don't know if he was worried or not, but um, as we were kind of trying to um, have sex, the condom did come off. And... My leg was starting to cramp just a little bit, and I used that as, as, as an excuse to stop the play. I was like, oh, I'm cramping. Oh. But then I had to, you know, fish the condom out, and then I was frustrated, and, you know, I was on the verge of coming for so long. I had had so much fun, so much sexual energy had amassed. Now, and you, then, you said the condom wasn't up inside you. It was... No, it was right at the entrance spot. It was, it was like, kind of smashed and folded, so... I mean, at that point, it doesn't matter where the condom's at. Yep. So. So we need STD testing, of course. And, right. So we have uh, to circle back to all of that stuff. And it's it's just annoying. It's frustrating. It's one of those things that kind of killed the atmosphere for me. But then, like you talk to me about um, when we have when we have sex and you don't come. Right. You get like blue balls. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what blue balls is or feels like other than you just the frustration of not coming. But I definitely had that. I'm so frustrated that I did not come that the sexual situation has passed and that I'm annoyed. It's like all those feelings all at the same time just kind of killed, just kind of killed it for me. I once again, clean up. I immediately go get dressed and I'm just like, I'm out. See you guys. 
but I did like pick up a few bottles and help clean up just a little bit because the party was coming to an end and you know it was just kind of a really fucking irritating way to end such a charged really hot play session so then I start reflecting on the mistakes of the night and on my way out I like record myself leaving um I don't know if we're gonna throw that in or not but um then I started reflecting and definitely the first mistake was the complete spontaneous decision to go be a unicorn under the circumstances. That was definitely mistake number one. Cause you and I hadn't talked about doing anything solo play since your experience, which was back in May, I think. Right. Well, not that we hadn't talked about anything. Yeah. We had talked about it and had kind of decided that solo play like one-on-one solo play with the right people would be the only way we'd do it again. Right. Um, so we didn't really have a lot of time to talk about this, but that was like part of the thrill for me is the suddenness, you could say. So this new sudden opportunity to go do this was thrilling. And you know me, uh, if it's thrilling, it's more hot. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's more enticing. It did cause an emotional reaction in you that I hadn't been expecting. I was, again, I was okay until the pictures started coming in. Right. So the pictures came in between me playing with Mike and Evie and me playing with Jeff. Yeah. And when I called you on my way home, you had just landed in Seattle, I think. And I started telling you about my playtime with Jeff and you were really quiet, like really quiet. I was walking out of the airport with my coworkers. (laughs) But because you were quiet, I didn't get a sense for how you were feeling. Right. And so I just kept talking. I just kept telling you. I'm like, well, okay, well, he's with his coworkers, but he didn't, hasn't told me, let's talk later. So I'm going to keep talking. So I tell you about the whole experience and I'm kind of sensing some something. A disturbance in the force. Yes. But I just keep talking until you get in the hotel um, shuttle to go to the hotel. And I'm at this point just starting to clue into the fact that you're not okay. You say to me, I'm a little bit emotional and that's all you gave me. And I was like, fuck. Oh shit. I fucked up. And then I had to like live with that for a little while (laughs) until you called me back when you got to the hotel and checked in and everything. And it was pretty late. It was like 3am my time. Yeah. Um, So I was, and I was tired. So, but there was an opportunity that kind of dropped in your lap at the same exact time that all of this was happening with me. Right. So you kind of shifted gears, but while you were shifting gears, you kind of closed off to me. So it seemed. And that kind of fucked with my head a little bit. How so? Like, I got really nervous because I thought when I told you, because the end of the story was, and P.S., the condom came off. Right. I was, I was like really nervous that you were going to be really mad at me because he wasn't super, he wasn't hard enough to keep the condom on. And I, and we did it anyway. Well, look, accidents in the lifestyle are going to happen. The important part when an accident happens is A, did he come inside you? No, he didn't. Okay. B, when an accident happens, 
it is prudent to go get yourself tested. Right. So STD testing, all that stuff, before we go play with anybody else. Right. Because that's how STDs are contained and dealt with and all that stuff. So we totally understand accidents are going to happen. Now, if you had made that decision to fuck him without a condom, yeah, it's a completely different ballgame. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, I was a little, I guess, upset that you told me he wasn't really hard enough to have the condom on, but you tried you tried to fuck him anyway. Right. And yeah. that was a mistake. That was totally right. a mistake. And under the circumstances, I can see why I allowed that to happen. Yeah, and when I was talking to I was I think I just said, Belle, that's a fucking mistake. Right. It, right? And it absolutely was. Um, and I agree with you. That I was I had tremendous guilt because I allowed it to go as far as it did, even though I knew he wasn't hard. But I wasn't intentionally setting out to fuck him without a condom yeah, on purpose. And I understand that. The the third mistake made is I had just like a hot wife experience, I had asked for pictures and the story and all that stuff. Right. So I could share that compersion with you. What I did not want, though, is pictures or video or anything to come across while I am trying to do my job. Which I didn't think about because you hadn't landed in Seattle yet. Right. So, but you do do work on the airplane yeah, while, you're I, work, while when, you're flying. When I'm on an airplane, I'm sorry, I'm not watching movies or listening to... Right, you're working. Anything. I am I'm on my computer. I am preparing. I am focused. And the inside of a small metal tube uh, with 200 of your closest friends <laughs> that you don't know and have never met <laughs> is not the time or place to receive pictures. But that... I had sent you naughty pictures on airplanes before. And you liked it. Right. So I was like, yes, send those. I want to drive Adam crazy. But not real time (laughs) playing with people, pictures. You need to decide what you fucking want. I want dirty pictures of you or (laughs) our friends, but not like not real time because it takes a lot. But it wasn't real time. It was real time. Well, I mean, we were still at the party, but... We sent those pictures after we were no, done. No, the host. No, he sent them after I was done. After I came out of the bathroom, he sent those pictures. Really? Yeah. Yes. Because he he wasn't going to send them to you. And then he asked me. He's like, okay, well, do I send these to Adam? From, and I was like, fuck yes, you do. From my perspective, I mean, that was, it was real time. It was happening. Right. Well, I was and still at the party. It wasn't, that doesn't come across as like flirting and like sexy pictures trying to pop a boner and have people laugh at me right it takes a lot of emotion a lot of mental capacity and it's a really large distraction where i need to pace i need to move i need to i burn that because right. energy after off. my or during my solo it, experience sitting secured with your seatbelt on in the upright <laughs> and locked position is not the time or place to be able to do that so i didn't remember <laughs> That while I was playing solo the first time, you ran a fucking 5K. Yeah. 
Not because you PR. run five cars. Yeah, you don't run five Ks <laughs> just for the hell of it all the time. That was a nervous expenditure of energy. So I didn't really think about those circumstances that you were not able to get rid of that energy from your body. So my bad, I'm sorry, lesson learned. But I do want to talk about some no-nos. But before we get to that, the last thing that I did that night was tell you to have fun when you landed. And then I went to sleep. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and you had sent me some of your own photos and got a little bit of payback. <laughs> and that'll be episode 15 next month. Right. So transition music. Ready? Yep. So no-nos that we have uh, decided that you shouldn't do. And this is just you and me personally. We're absolutely not professionals or gurus or lifestyle, you know, advisors. These are just things that along the way have happened. And I've decided or you've decided that we are uncomfortable with these things. So maybe some good tips for uh, either for whoever. So disrespecting the relationship. And what I mean by that is the relationship is either your relationship or the other couple's relationship. And where it gets sticky is if you're a single person, you still have to respect the relationship. Unless you are participating in a polyamorous relationship with somebody, the relationship doesn't involve you. It is, well, like with our friends, we are friends and we have sex, but I'm not involved in the relationship and they're not involved with ours. I think that disrespecting somebody's relationship and the lifestyle is probably one of the first egregious sins you can commit. And this has happened to me a couple of times. So the first time this happened to me, uh, a man um, approached me at a party without you, like pulled me aside. And this is... I, I was there. He asked to talk to you individually. Right. And it was one of several times that he has done this. Um, the very first time, you know, it was, you're so hot. Um, I'd really like to play with you. I don't play in this environment though. Um, you know, I respect you too much, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, you know, he's somebody I was considering playing with in the beginning, but over the course of different parties where I could see his, his behavior towards people he doesn't quote-unquote respect, I became uninterested in playing with him. Um, then he started to contact me on kick outside of our established group chat. So individually, that to me is disrespecting my relationship or the relationship. It's also disrespecting his relationship with his wife or I don't, were they married? Yeah, they're married, but they're polyamorous. Okay, but were, because now they are no more. So at another party, he approaches me and pulls me aside, and he's like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I'm allowed to have girlfriends. I can have as many as I want, and I'm really into you. I really respect you, and I don't really, this isn't my scene. I don't want to play in this environment, but, you know, I can have, 
you know, in as many girlfriends as I want, if you want to, you know, if you and Adam are interested, I was like, you know what? I, I'm flattered. I really appreciate that you reaching out to have this conversation. However, I'm not interested. And that's where the conversation should have ended. But he didn't. He kept going back into the whole, he kept trying to sell me on the idea. And I pretty much had to say, that's great. That's not what Adam and I are in this for. And I had to say it four times to him. I needed to like, at some point say, this is inappropriate. I have told you now no three times or two times. I should have jumped in somewhere, but that's just not who I am. I have a really hard time being that upfront with somebody. Right. Um, but I remember leaving that party and just telling you what happened and just being so like, what the fuck? What the fuck was that about? Yeah. Well, flash forward, he was with one of his polyamorous girlfriends and just decided that's where he's going to be and disrespected the relationship between him and his wife to be with his accessory relationship. Moved to Florida. (laughs) Yeah. They were in Florida. He just decided to fucking stay there. I can't comment on polyamory. I'm I'm sure that that well, kind of drama happens. Polyamory is not our thing. It is not. I don't want to fucking be in a relationship with anybody besides you that has to do with romance. I mean, playing in the lifestyle and flirting and being having kind of like a boyfriend-girlfriend experience with a couple, to me, is not the same thing as a polyamorous relationship. So I... You know, it just kind of blew my mind, but I just, it's, I hate that he did that to his wife, that he left her for this other relationship. Cause that to me isn't polyamory. That's cheating. Am I wrong? No. Uh, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but moving on. So approaching one half of the couple and asking for more, that is disrespecting the relationship to me. The other one is circumventing the group chat to ask for solo play. That is also disrespecting the relationship to me. Well, now when you say circumventing the group chat, you're talking about in a case where you and I and another couple are in a chat. chat, And one half of the other couple contacts you to ask for solo to ask for solo play. Right. I feel without consent between the four parties to do so. Right. It feels nefarious to me. It feels like you have malintent in that. And in this cheating intent. In this case, this solo guy that you played with, uh, that night you started a group chat between him and you and I. Right. For the purposes of communication. Yep. Well the next day he started a separate chat. Yeah, he contacted me outside you, the chat. Outside the chat individually. Right. To tell you how amazing the experience was. Right. And I can't remember, did he suggest that he wanted more? No. Just how amazing and right. everything. So I will was. I will give him a pass on on that one because he wasn't asking for more. But you established that group chat between us three. He should have right. done that in that group chat. Right. So moving forward, if I were to once again establish a group chat, I would probably find my voice to say, um, I will create this group chat. Please contact me through the group chat for yeah. everything. And, and just make that a clear boundary. Because, I mean, you have boundaries when you have sex. Yeah. Why not have boundaries for contacting and, and communication? 
but I don't like when men contact me one-on-one when they know I'm married and I give them a group chat to use. Right. Um, when they're, when we have a big group chat for a party, I don't like when a married man contacts me individual to ask me for something for more either like I've had a guy ask if I want to play as a threesome with his him and his wife I've had them ask if I want to play with another couple with them um, and I I want to say what the fuck is wrong with you why are you contacting me outside of the group chat when you know I'm in a relationship and ask me for solo play it's like why not say hi Adam and Bell this is so and so from the group I'm curious as either one of you would like to play in this scenario. Right. That to me feels like the more appropriate way to approach this. Now, like I said, I'm not the rule book maker, but I am the rule book maker of me. So future notice for people <laughs> who want to get with us, don't disrespect my relationship. Don't disrespect your own relationship. Because if you're willing to do that and not involve your wife in that conversation with me, that is cheating behavior to me. So maybe it's also cheating behavior to your spouse, right? If you look back at episode 13, yeah. the contact, the individual contact without including the spouse, I feel like that is cheating behavior. Yes. So, you know, FYI, if you don't want to come across as a cheating douche hole, <laughs> just involve everybody. Yeah. Or at least get permission to contact individually. Right. Say in the group chat, hey, Belle, is it okay if I send you a DM? Sure. Go right ahead. Yep. Everybody knows that. Right. All good thoughts. And... Rant over. Yeah, rant over. <laughs> uh, I, think... I am so fucking excited to talk about what happened next. Next time in episode 15, we get to the other half of this story and it involves me. It does. So stay tuned. Uh, I think, are we going to release this closer or is it going to be, no, what we're going to do for Patreon, our, we will, our Patreon users are going to get the second half of this episode one week after this one airs for right. the rest of everybody else. You'll have to wait till the next episode releases. <laughs> um, if you want to contact us, you can do so Bell and Adam at Swinging Outside the Lines, our website, swingingoutsidethelines.com. Twitter uh, is at SwingingOTL. And Snapchat, we've had an issue. It, this username is... To look up at FuckingOTL. FuckingOTL, but the username is SwingingOTL. My and bad. if you want our exclusive content for just a dollar or two, um, you can go to the patreon.com. Uh, slash outside the lines or you can do it through our website that's fine we always appreciate a five-star review on itunes it helps us get our story out there to others and help them navigate their lifestyle journey so i'd like to thank our patrons new and old Um, there are so many it's hard to name everybody by name on the podcast but you know who you are drop us a message if you want to say hi we'd totally love to you know chit chat with you guys And thank you so much for the support. Yep. Uh, Until next time. Bye. Bye.